There's nothing I can say that will explain it for you, Neo. Come with me. See for yourself. Where do you work? In the car? Where do you are? Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, TuneIn Radio, or Google Play, wherever you can find it, so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Trial Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cashers, Tim Terrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, D and David Vickery, Geocaching Adam, Lori Post, Peter Stepanek, the No Co Geocachers, Paula Hughes, Ed Shaper, John Langston, Scott Thompson, Deborah Burris, and our new patrons. Francis Ibero, Geo Rick, and Mel Stowe. Well, let me start by welcoming our co-host. Oh, I, should, I left out the support level starts at $3 a month on patreon.com slash geocache talk. Okay, let me start by welcoming my co-host, Sydney. Hello, everyone. And Jesse. Good evening. I get to say that again because we're not in the middle of the day. So. <laughs> That's right. We're back to regular time again. That's right. And we're just going to jump right in because we've got a lot to talk about tonight. So we're going to jump right into show number 65 for September 3rd as we welcome Angie to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Hi. Excited to be here. <laughs> we're so glad uh, to have you on tonight. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have... Um, a lot, of, a lot of good questions for you, and I know you've got good answers for us. So Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, no, it'll be great. Uh, but we're going to start with some geocaching news. Um, we're going to start with um, our coin again, and we've sold a couple. So thanks. And I've got one, one went out Saturday, and one is going to go out on Tuesday, um, tomorrow being Labor Day. Um, I'm not going to run by there, but there's the coin. I think we've all seen it by now, mm. but ooh, nice coin. Yeah, it was fun. Fun making that coin, uh, having them made. Speaking of, um, a quick note um, on Keith and Hurricane uh, Harvey. Um, Keith was, he lives on a boat <laughs> in uh, uh, down on the, on the coast 
I think he's in uh, Porter. Uh, is he Corpus? I think he's in Corpus. Anyway, um, well, Keith wasn't sure. Uh, he he rode out the storm, kind of, and his boat. I don't know if anybody heard this. Some people have heard this story, but um, he, you know, was of course moored to a dock, and um, his boat is no longer in that location but it was still moored to the dock it's just not the dock is not where it used to be anyway and um he noticed a photo uh by somebody else and he goes hey there's my boat and so he found uh where it was and it was still moored to the dock part of the dock was now a quarter of a mile away in the bay and but he was able to get to his boat he was able to get on board, and, and um, he only suffered minor, minor damage, whereas a friend of his who was nearby him lost everything. His boat was completely destroyed. So he was um, fortunate enough to, to do that. He uh, took his laptop with him, but a lot of the FTF magazine, um, old, like old... Uh, uh, magazines that he still sells. Some people buy the old editions. Uh, uh, They're all still there. Everything was all, all pretty good. He didn't really have much damage. So, uh, you know, shout out to Keith. To, we're uh, hoping he gets everything back where it needs to be uh, and his home. And of course, uh, you know, we're still thoughts and prayers with the uh, all the people who are trying to survive or recover down in the Houston area. Um, it's pretty devastating. It's going to take months and uh, quite a, you know, it's going to take a long time to get uh, everything put back together down there. Um, <clears throat> we had a new, oh, go ahead, Cindy, you're next. I'm sorry. Well, I believe what you were going to finish was that <laughs> the coins are available for sale yes, on our are. website. Sorry. I got, <laughs> I, I kind of lost your train of thought there. I, think. I did. I lost train of thought <laughs> talking about Keith. Cause I was thinking about that because Keith helped us uh, with the, with the process of getting our coins. And so I got distracted by the Keith story, but uh, yes. So I'll Go be ahead. the insensitive one that mentions it then. Okay. Like, so it's a terrible tragedy down there and you know, we're not going to get all down into that in the show, but I was sitting thinking the other day when I was watching one of the news and I felt terrible for even thinking it, but I was like, man, I bet all those geocaches are destroyed for like hundreds of miles. Right. <laughs> I felt instantly terrible, but <laughs> I, I'll be that insensitive guy. I'm not the only one that's thought that, well, but uh, you know, the whole, I mean, the whole area has got to be in once they get through all the devastation and, and, and get everybody back on their feet, that's going to be a whole different landscape down there. And hopefully there's a, there's a network there too, for people to, to start getting back on their feet. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot of people that I know have gone down, uh, left here with, with truckloads of, of, um, uh, equipment and truckloads of, uh, of supplies headed to that area. But yeah, I, I thought the same thing, uh, Jesse, and the fact that I hope geocaching.com doesn't, and the reviewers don't give people a hard time or if anybody tries to I don't know, be funny or, or even not be funny where they're just like, Hey, this, this log's wet. I'm thinking, yeah, it's, you're surprised. It's, it's a shock and a miracle that you even found that cash. I can't believe it's still there. I'm sure. Yeah, most, and, you know, most I, I'm gone. sure it wouldn't, for me, it wasn't really, you know, I, I don't 
care about that geocache. Obviously, I'm not going mm-hmm. to Texas. I'm not. It was just thinking down to past the the big devastation down to the everyday life. Yeah. And you think how long it'll be for the everyday life stuff mm-hmm. gets back to normal? Obviously, geocaching doesn't matter in the scheme of that. No. <laughs> but uh, but that's just you don't think about that like you know when will milk be delivered? You, when you get all the way back to normal in a big devastation like that. So that just kind of took me down a rabbit hole when I was thinking about that. But you see the news reports and. You, all you see is the destruction, not the everyday stuff. Yeah, and you know we we've, we talked about before how um, for a lot of people, if people are going through whatever struggle they're going through, whether it's mm-hmm. personal struggles or in this case, you know, devastation of type things, things like the show, things like geocaching, just are ways to kind of for forget about that stuff for a little while. And so, you know, like you said, I hope uh, I know people will will you know will fix their caches and hopefully we didn't lose, you know, too many cool caches that uh, have been out there for a long time. But, uh, um, you know, it's just something that is a nice break from the, from the, the struggles that people do go through. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we even talked about, do we spend much time talking about it? But, um, uh, we, we, we only spend a couple minutes doing it because we, we want people to, hopefully use this show as a way to kind of forget about the week and forget about, you know, things that are going on in your life that uh, you're struggling with and, and talk about cool stuff like geocaching and coins and, and so for the rest of the show, all silliness, all silliness, all is, is, <laughs> just is, fun for the rest of the show <laughs> is allowed. Yes. There you go. And, uh, so that was cool. Yep. Uh, buy a coin. Right, we, I got, we got her off left. track. We'll, yeah, we did. We'll get back to Sydney. We got off track right, there for a second. Go ahead, Sydney. Yeah. This is not anything new, so, you know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Anyways, we have uh, a new blog post up on our website. It is called More Than Just a Geocaching Log Sheet, and it was sent in by Sir Drumalot. Um, and you can find our blog at geocachetalk.com slash blog. There you it's go. It's a good URL right there. Um <laughs> And uh, if you guys, our viewers, have any ideas or want to write a blog entry, you can send that to Sarah, the geocaching junkie. And thank you, Sarah, for coordinating our blog. And uh, she is she is more than willing to work with you, you know, writing up a blog post and, you know, helping you figure out ideas and stuff like that. So, And then also check out Sarah's blog, uh, thegeocachingjunkie.com. She posts a lot of cool stuff on there. She travels a lot, so... Lots of cool stuff. Yes, she does. Good stuff. Well, in in local news, Colorado got its first history cache. I said that wrong again. Its first new virtual cache. Virtual (laughs) cache. First history cache. (laughs) Oops. This Um, one's not about history. It's it's kind of about history with a Harry Potter theme. Mm. So uh, it's a four and a half four. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's not a a drive by virtual. Mm Uh, so that it looking at it, I haven't done it yet. It just, I just saw that there was one today that just came out. Um, it's, and it's Harry Potter themed, So that's pretty cool. It's in Denver, which is good too. Um, and, uh, it looks like it's got multiple waypoints. So you have to do a lot and you have to bring, uh, items with you. It looked like several different tools that you have to bring with you to get it done, to, to get these secret messages that are hidden somehow. I don't know how they've got it done because there's no physical stages. So. Ooh, should be pretty cool. interesting. Yeah, so at least we our first one is not a 
super quickie. It'll take a little time to get done. So that's that's exciting. And you you can find all of the new <clears throat> virtuals on our website, uh, and um, we have a uh, I listed the we listed the first twelve uh, that came out, and then I we have a link to go, and you can check out uh, all the ones that are now uh, available <clears throat> over three hundred, uh, and um, kind of cool to look at the list and just see where things are and how close you are to the to the to the nearest one for you. Or maybe if you're planning a trip, you can kind of go take a quick look and go, hey, uh, there's a new virtual that would be uh, cool to put on the list. And the link to that one I just mentioned is in the will be in the show notes if anybody wants to go check that one out. So, so. Yep. GC7, B as in boy, 8GQ. And, uh, yeah, that one looks very cool. So It's got a neat write-up in it, too. It's a full-page write-up, so I'm excited to go do it. I like those that have that. So something we talked about and for all those out there that um, are listening and they own uh, a a virtual that they're going to be able to put out. And I'm sure you've already been admonished or encouraged. We are also encouraging you to take your time to come Mm -hmm. up with a really good virtual like this one that, that was mentioned. And, um, you know, give it plenty of thought. You don't have to rush out there and do one. There's, you know, I won't be first. There's 300 plus over there. <laughs> and Jesse's putting up five, five. He wants For the more viewers five, five. just uh, five, five. It's going <clears> to <throat> five, five. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. There is a, there is a five, five. And, uh, and uh, Geo Paul, I know he listens to the show every week uh, in his little trip into, into London. And uh, Paul, you kind of need to, uh, to go back to a spot you've been to before. It's a 5-5, five, five, but it's at the top of one of the highest points in uh, in Great Britain. So get back up there again, buddy, and go find that uh, virtual at the top again. So he's been up there before, but uh, he needs to go back and do that one, and I'm sure he'll do a, uh, a post, either something, which we'll talk about tonight. He'll either periscope it or he'll put it on his vlog, uh, which we'll get to here in a minute. But... Before we do that, I have a note I want to read, or part of it, um, from Tick Magnet, something we also have been doing on our website. And if you have any 2017 resolutions you're working on, we still have time in 2017. And if you want us to track it on the uh, geocachetalk.com website, uh, send it in to geocachetalk at gmail.com, and we will put that uh, up there. But Tick Magnet... Uh, was recently out at the Going Ape event, and he sent us an email. It says, Hi, Geocache Talk. At the beginning of this year, you asked about caching goals. Mine was to finish the Jasmine Challenge. In August, I went to Washington for the Going Ape event. It was wonderful to hike the tunnel, find the Project Ape mission number nine, Tunnel of Light. I thought it was gone forever. We all did. Uh, we, We really didn't think this thing was going to ever come back. And so it's wonderful that it is back. Now we have two ape caches we can pick from. Uh, uh, He also uh, found on the way I found iron horse, which is an October 2000 cache. The laid back atmosphere of this mega event made it easy to meet and visit with geocaches from all over. And he met with bunch. Uh, He pointed out uh, Ryan. I don't know if Ryan's in the chat room tonight, but uh, 
Ryan Semmel, a friend of ours in Kansas, um, who he got to meet there and said that Ryan's a great guy and we would uh, uh, echo that as well. We, we love Ryan. He's a great guy. And met people from all over, France, Sweden, Germany, uh, Australia. And he did the hike to GCD, which is another very, very old one, being that it's only got three letters in its name. I think it's one of the... F- one of the last ones that doesn't have a number in it, I don't think. One of the, one of the last, if not the last one. I know um, it's close to the last one, or last three digit or something with no letter or no number. So uh, he went to Monte Cristo, and he got he lists several other places that he got to go to. So very cool. And at the, he finished up his email by saying that he's seven caches away from Jasmine Loop Two. So Ooh. Jesse, that's uh, it's <laughs> sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. It's funny how quick that second loop will come at you. That's right. How do you know how close? If you're off top of your head, do you know how close you are to loop two of? Um, another dozen probably is all. Yeah, I think I'll be down to once I get the ones that are closer to me, so within my state, I'll be down to uh, five. I think. Okay. But there's like five or six in my state that I can still go get. So. Right. That's cool though. And so he goes, "Here we go again." Thanks for a great show, Ed. Uh, Shaper, aka Tick Magnet. So, yeah. So, if anyone else is working on, you know, their resolutions, let us know, and uh, we will, we'll definitely put that on the website. How are you guys doing with your resolutions? <sighs> Not good, Gary. No, <laughs> no. I, I've done some, but I really haven't devoted the time I need to vote devote to. And I got to put out a five five, but the problem is, is now a five five to me is no longer really accurately a five five. So I've really got to rethink that because I got to go by the Jesse five five. Where there's a five five in the world, and there's Jesse's five five. So you do have a large blue container you could use. I do. Where is that thing? I got over here. <laughs> Jesse gave me a very cool where I go ammo can. I need to put that thing out. So all right, gonna work on that. We're going to do it. I got Sydney, how are you doing on yours? Um, well, I finished my calendar in yep. what April, I think. Um, and then I didn't really have any other specific goals, I don't think, just to work on Jasmer, but that hasn't happened really cuz I have to make some big trips to really put a dent in that. So And Angie, what's your goals for this year? Did you set any goals? I said a few. The two main ones, I wanted to reach 900 vines, which I just did. So Congratulations. Thanks. Good job. And then I wanted to knock off some more pages in the DeLorme Challenge in North Dakota. And I think I've got about five pages that I did this year. So Very cool. still have a few to go. But The DeLorme Challenge is interesting. If, you've never, if nobody's ever looked at the DeLorme maps, they're kind of funky because you can kind of get some weird looking... But yeah, that's that's cool. They're um, square. Like Colorado, I think is probably a pretty normal Delorme, but New York is like a weird Delorme look to it, right? Yeah. Colorado's so is pretty hard though, the way it's divided up. Oh, this, yeah, that's the other thing too. It was if, if they divide them up weird, they can be really difficult, like you said. That's one of our not Delorme, but the the counties is one of our goals for this year. So that and I I had my goal of. Five five related goal that I got earlier in the year, but the one we have left now is uh, 
doing the counties. And there's some pretty remote counties in Colorado. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be squeaking in right at the end of the year if we're able to get this one done. But, the, but you know, that's cool. And that's a good idea. You know, like Andy's saying, that's an interesting challenge. And, you know, that's the, that's the great thing about geocaching is you can, there's a thousand different things you could sort of, you know, challenge yourself to do. Yeah. Every, every one of our goals were pretty different. So mm-hmm. that shows how many different goals you can have. Just there's just between the four of us. Yeah. In other news, yes, other news. we we have a winner for our August uh, iTunes review contest. Did it, and... did, just now, just oh. just in. Did it? We have a winner. That's <laughs> doing. That's doing. Sydney's usually. <laughs> that, was, that was great, Gary. News break. It is sick one from Australia. He's usually in our chat room, but I haven't seen him yet today. But. Congratulations, uh, sick one. I believe I'm saying that correctly this time. Um, be sure to send us an email uh, with your mailing address, and we will send you one of our awesome new coins. Yes, we will. Well, Gary will, because he has most of them. So yeah, <laughs> Gary will send that to you. I'll send it your way. So thank you so much, uh, sick one, Magnet, for putting that in, and uh, for everybody who put them in. We had... It was a good idea, Jesse, you had to do that. We had a bunch of new ones. I was I was due for a good idea. Yeah. That was my third <laughs> goal for a, this year. A good idea. Come up with a good idea. <laughs> Mark that one off the list. It's done. <laughs> we we got quite a few iTunes reviews. It was kind of cool. And we had um, really good comments. I, I mean, like I said, I think all of them were fairly positive. One person kind of, um, they weren't happy with us doing Munzee Talk, which is fine because – one of the things I think is that we're not doing, we're not going to talk Munzee more than a couple times a year. It just happened that we got them a little close to each other, but this is geocache talk. We will talk briefly about other things. You know, pod, you know, podcast of hope is a, is a night where we do, well, hopefully this year we do 12 hours and yeah, trust me, there'll be hours in there. We don't talk a single thing about geocaching, but it's I'm fun. Sure. It's it's all for a good cause. We raised quite a bit of money last year for um, St. Jude uh, Children's Hospital, and um, we're going to do that again. I don't know. We're still debating on what uh, charity we're going to work on. We might do that one again. We'll wait and see. But, uh, you know, um, I understand people are not – some people don't like us talking about other sports other sports, Munzee or Pokemon Go. We don't really talk much about that recently, but um, you know, we're don't don't fret, don't worry. We only talk about that in a blue moon. So, but there's there's other things out there. This yes. this show is about geocaching, but it always is going to overlap with other things eventually. Yeah, so, I can understand that love hate. I've been on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both, well, you and I both. Yep, absolutely. So. All right. Well, we're going to get into our topic tonight. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, geocaching and social media. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Angie decided. We, she's like, all right, time to get time to get into the show, the actual show. Uh, but it's interesting. Um, this uh, really goes out to Joshua jo- uh, Johnson. Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, he suggested this, and Angie, he suggested that you be the one to talk about this. It's pretty awesome. Like he that? messaged me on Instagram and I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Geocaching vlogger messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> I know. It felt pretty cool. 
we all feel that way. Sometimes we we're around Joshua. It's like he's a rock star. We just get to be part of. We like to, you know, get to be next to to a legend. And so it's always same fun. when you guys messaged me too. I felt pretty cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> just it out there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, we uh, we actually I think all three of us really were like, yeah, she'd be perfect because we we know that um, you know you've you really are sort of the perfect person to talk about this. So before we do that, though, let's kind of do a little background. Um, how and when did you get started geocaching? Well, we were me and my husband. We were then dating in college in 2012. And we were bored and we were Googling what to do when you're bored <laughs> and geocaching popped up on a list and we had heard about it before, but we mm -hmm. didn't have the technology to really do anything with it. So luckily they had blackberries. So we plugged in the coordinates and there was one right outside my dorm. So we went out there and we, it took a few days to find it. It was one of those plates the silver plates oh that's those are tough your first cat first yeah. find oh, and i gosh. found it so i felt i don't know if that that's awesome maybe even like it more but yeah then we just started going i got an iphone and we were able to go a lot more it started wow mm -hmm. that now um you you go obviously as a family um and now you have a baby Mm -hmm. How how old's your how's the your daughter now? She just turned one. Oh, so she's learning to walk right now. That is awesome. And then learning to geocache right after. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's <No. laughs> awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's geez. cool though, because you have a baby that's already geocaching. Here youngest you always be the youngest one. Each one. That's, right. <laughs> that's always yeah. when there's a baby at an event. <laughs> Yeah, she's been to two events now. Cool, so it's yeah. kind of fun. Do you log? Do you so log? Gonna host you log, her first one. Yeah. Do you log stuff for her, and then you log stuff for? We actually have a little trackable, and so I've been using that to visit each geocache she comes along with us, mm -hmm. and then I use a special hashtag too. So in all the pictures I post online, she can hopefully one day look at that hashtag and see all those pictures. It's <laughs> awesome. But we'll see. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, family that caches together is a, is a great thing. Uh, but it's you know. how old is she now? She's thirteen months. Thirteen months. So you have mm -hmm. like a virtual photo album just in geocaching with her then. Mm-hmm. Right. right when she started, I thought about it for a while. I don't know when a good age is to start one. So, and I count for the kid, but. It's kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. When did you, does your daughter have one? Yeah. So I have a, I have two and one was like really little when we started and one's about to be an adult. So, uh, they've both had accounts for a while and we went through the phases where, Oh, they're going to log them. And then they weren't going to log them. And then <laughs> they thought it was a good idea. And then it was me keeping up with it. And then, and that's a whole different discussion, right? With kids mm -hmm. and, and geocaching accounts mm -hmm. and each of them have hidden caches, uh, themselves. Uh, they got together with aunts or uncles or whoever, or, or my wife and have hidden caches, but then they would not check the accounts and somebody would send in a message and mm -hmm. then they would get onto me and like, your kid's not keeping up with her. <laughs> so we did it over time and it ended up being more trouble than it was worth until they're old enough to really actually manage it all by yourself you're double logging everything so 
it's a neat way, and you can always split later too. So just kind of what you have time for, I think. Mm-hmm. That's so you can split when you say split accounts. You can actually they'll, they'll duplicate everything you did. Well, I've heard that that's G-Sack. true. Oh, GSAC will do it for you. Yeah, I've yeah, heard there's some way to do it. That must be it, GSAC. Okay. Yeah, but then that's only if it's like every one, right? So you have to copy. Yeah, I think there's different ways about going about it. Uh, some of it might you might have to do manually. Um, but if it's good that you have the trackable because I think there's a way to go through trackable logs and then switch that over to a log for a new geocaching account if you wanted to do that. I think there's a way to do that. I've never done it. Sounds complicated, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. You could always go in and manually do it if you want. You know, if you could. She backlog. gets into it later and she wants to. You could backlog it. Mm-hmm. I don't think people would care too much. Mm-hmm. Be fun though. Okay, so uh, when did you decide to start blogging about geocaching? Well, I was working when my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter, but then I turned into a stay-at-home mom when she was born and I knew I was going to need to do something so I decided to start writing. I really love writing so I was just deciding what topic to blog about. A lot of people wanted or were saying you should blog about being a mom and I was like I don't know anything about being a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I just started that. I'm not really uh, ready for to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I decided on geocaching. I'm really excited that I did because I've met a lot of people just in the past year through through the blog through the blog or I set up all my I just had Instagram and then I set up Twitter Facebook Periscope I really looked at YouTube a lot more Mm -hmm. to just see who's out there what are they doing I don't want to be doing the exact same thing everyone else is doing so it was fun to see the whole community and there's a lot of people out there on the internet, <laughs> doing <Yeah>. things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot, and this is something we're we're going to kind of really theme tonight to talk about. Is just that geocachers sort of approach it so many different ways, and I, I think it's important that we talk about this because. Um, I don't think some people do, uh, you know, I noticed in the chat room, some people are talking about what they do uh, and some people don't like, they don't get into all those different things. So it'll be interesting as we go along. Well, know. there's some geocachers that have been around for a long time and they'll never read a blog, right. no matter how interesting you make it. They'll never read a blog. And I mean, there could even be ones that don't listen to podcasts. I can't imagine that, but there possibly could be. <sighs> there <laughs> are, there's some out there somewhere. No, I, I can't. I have trouble imagining it, but there could be. But yeah, there's so many people that are into so many different aspects, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or into nothing, and I, and I don't know why they're not into something social media wise. But that's how they want to play, right? Well, oh yeah, no, I know. I, Which is great. I'm wondering though, and Angie probably have a good answer for this one is, is it that they they may not care about doing it, or is it that they just don't know? that there's a whole world out there that is in Twitter or, you know, US Geocaching Hour or Instagram. I don't really, you know, mm-hmm. is it is it that they don't know about it, you think? Or is it that they really are, like Jesse said, they just aren't interested? I know me personally. I started on Instagram and I was using it, started out just using it as a personal account. 
And then I posted my first Instagram picture and I used the hashtag geocache and people commented on it. And I was like, who are these people? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that anyone could see this picture. And so then I clicked through them and they were posting things about geocaching too. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then when I got all the other platforms, I was like, there's, I just didn't know. I didn't know there were podcasts. I didn't know there was the geocaching hour. And then I think when you do talk to other geocachers, they don't even want to touch Twitter. Some of them do. It's like, I don't know where to start with that. My mom doesn't understand it. I know that the twits and the tweets and the <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, we've got it's just wanting to learn. Yeah. I, I, Put yourself there. I, I think that there's some people like, um, and in, in, uh, Jesse, you were mentioning in the chat room to some people and they're like, who was it? It was like, oh, it was Kendall's Kuhn. Kuhn uh, said, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. And on, on the Twitter, he put in parentheses, I don't really understand its purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I didn't understand Twitter for a long time and I didn't use it for anything personal. I still don't use it for like a personal thing, really. Um, but now I use it for geocaching because of the U.S. geocaching hour. So, you know, you can chat with other geocachers, you know, about different topics about geocaching and just see what other people are doing and what they're up to and, you know, what cool caches they found this week. So it's fun to sort of check in with everybody and see what they're doing and how their their caching goals are going and stuff like that. So. Well, I'm one of those kind of people that, like, when I get into a new hobby or anything, and what's the first thing you do is you go and Google it. I want more information on this. And mm-hmm. then you find the podcast and all the social media stuff and everything, you know, little Wikipedia. There's a wiki, there's a wiki for everything, right, <laughs> that you can imagine. Um, I'm one of those that wants to look at all the information about it. But I, under, I understand that some people just want to play the game how they want to play it, and they're not interested and. And somebody in the chat room mentioned that they don't like social media because it's just too overwhelming. Well, I I can definitely see that. There's a lot that comes with that. I know we're going to get more into that later, but I can see the different perspectives for for people and whether they'd want to do it or not. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is there's still a lot of, I guess, what I would call old school geocachers out there that are still using their GPSR and downloading pocket queries and so they don't know a lot about Facebook or Twitter. And in, in my area, it's like the old, older retired folks that don't really know how to use a computer that well. So they don't, they don't know what Twitter is even, and they don't understand Facebook and how do I use this smartphone thing? And so that's kind of <laughs> what it is in my area personally. Well, yeah. they're probably not going to be on Snapchat then. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Snapchat. <laughs> Just going to guess. Vine. All some of those are gone, but Vine is totally out, Gary. I know it's gone now. <laughs> God, yeah. Gary, you got to keep up. No, I knew that one was gone because I think <laughs> Sodak Zach tells about that. He used to be a big Vine user, so I heard there was a new one called MySpace. I think that's coming out MySpace. now. I don't know. <laughs> mm, mm, no. <laughs> no, not for you. No. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Sydney. So, um, recently with the the Magic the Gathering trackables, geocaching selected a couple, I guess what you would call popular bloggers and famous geocaching people. And you 
we're one of the lucky people that were selected to get some of these. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what your contest was? Yeah, I was really excited to get that email too, obviously, free trackables. But I was trying to think of a cool contest to have instead of just like my picture, share it with people, do that type of thing. I know you get a lot of people to do that, but uh, I decided to do a virtual travel bug race. So people would virtually pick up the trackable and then drop it in a cache. And then so that would gather miles and whoever had the most in the end got a travel bug. And they traveled, someone traveled a long way virtually. Mm -hmm. What was the longest one you had? I think it was like 1.5 million miles. Wow. Sydney's went pretty far too. Yeah, mine was only like 400,000, which came in like fifth place. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy is like a million miles on his. I'm never going (laughs) to get that many. It was crazy. I think the trick was he used Facebook. He went to a lot of Facebook pages. Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't keep up very well with my my posting about it. So, a great idea though, because you're not hurting anything. You're not like you know. I did get some messages though about, you know, oh, I don't know if this is okay. Did you go by and ask headquarters if this was okay and all of that too? But I, I learned from it. <laughs> I think if people use archived caches or use their own caches to drop and place them in and. I think maybe that would have worked out better or people wouldn't have said it was bad maybe, but I can't see how it could possibly hurt anybody. No, I don't know why it would disenfranchise any cash or casher with that. That sounds like a very fun contest. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I don't, I don't even understand what the complaint is. Hey, you're doing something that I didn't think of. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. I think <laughs> no fair. I didn't think of it that way first. Right. Yeah. I think there's just a lot to do with trackables. Like it'd be cool to get like a point system going and or something. You get a souvenir because your trackable traveled to this many countries or mm-hmm. something like that. I just find them very neat. I, I liked this virtual trackable race because it ensured that my my trackable wouldn't get lost. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I I still have the trackable. It never actually left my house, so it traveled all this way and never got lost. We're yeah. we're actually, we're actually going to do a show and talk about trackables because there's a lot to talk about about the whole. Th- there thing. is. There there's is. a lot of aspects mm-hmm. to trackables. There really is. I mean, uh, you know, in the movie Treasure, which we've we've been big proponents of, um, there are several. We're not going to tell you how many, but there are several uh, that uh, are in the movie. So that's another mm-hmm. way to use that. You know, in in. Uh, in you know in in a in a medium you know that's kind of cool so that's a great idea uh, now did did you I'm gonna put you on the spot Angie did you think of that idea or did somebody suggest it to you or how did you come up with that Yeah I saw um, I'm not very good at people's names but it's Larue sixty seven Okay he's on social media he had one that he was virtually traveling that's the only one that I've seen and mm-hmm. I thought that's a really cool idea to virtually travel because because, you know, people virtually discover them. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. Have a contest. Because I see the actual races, you know, this sure. trackable is going to race. 
and they no. usually never get to where they're supposed to be going, no. unfortunately. So this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, great idea. Thanks. I think it's fun. I don't see any any problem with it at all. No. Thanks. I agree. So how do you get ideas for other topics or posts for your blog? This was my biggest drawback was that I just never got out doing cool stuff enough and I couldn't come up with cool ideas to talk about. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Before I started the blog, I sat down and made a large list of just ideas that I had to see, you know, how often am I going to be able to post or publish a new blog post or new idea. And then once I've kind of, it's like, ah, people don't really care as much about, you know, how to hide a geocache and the basic stuff. So I'm like, okay, how can I make this cooler? So I started looking more on social media and what are other people doing and what interests me. The promotions I think are really fun if you do get one of those trackables. And then hikes. I like going on hikes in my area. So I like to highlight the trail and what people might experience on it. And then like talking about social media, like listening to you guys, when you had Doc Fireman, Doc, Doc Firewoman. Yep. Mm -hmm. De Deborah. Mm -hmm. Firewoman on. Yeah. She was talking about how she has a difficult time getting her partner to go geocaching or finding someone to go with. And that really stuck with me. I think I'm going to do one about that tips to get people going geocaching with you or how to enjoy it more. So just different ideas and, what inspires me, I guess, when mm -hmm. I listen to other people. Well, I guess if you find it interesting, others probably will as well, right? Because it's not the, like you said, it's I not the how-to. So. It's what you find interesting in geocaching. Mm -hmm. So besides the blog, what other, you mentioned uh, Snapchat and Instagram, right? I don't use Snapchat for geocaching. Oh, okay. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube. I mean, I don't use them all all the time but i have accounts on them with geocaching mm -hmm. how about and i think all of them how about what? pinterest pinterest i do i guess i do have one on pinterest too yeah I, I use pinterest a lot because um i put i have pages of just birdhouse cache ideas or puzzle cache ideas and it's a good repository for me as far as like Ooh, that's a cool language, and I might try to use that in a puzzle cache someday. But, you know, but I can see uses for that in geocaching as well. Mm -hmm. Which ones do you like the most? I really like Instagram. I think partially what who you are as a geocacher, what you like about the game, that's what you're going to – which social media you'll probably go to the most. I really like the location. I like to see where the geocache takes you. So taking a picture of the geocache with the surroundings. And then it also helps me remember that experience. So it's like, what were we doing that day? And, you know, some people write really cool stories. So it's like, I like to see what brought them there. The description. That's my favorite. Okay. And then Twitter. I like Twitter. I think that's awesome for sharing different posts and videos and the U.S. Geocaching Hour, you know, that's the chatting. I think of that as more like talking to other people, what's going on, the updates, what's going on in the world and geocaching. And then Facebook, actually, we have a North Dakota Geocaching Association Facebook page. And so I think Facebook is awesome for communities. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we have a Sunday night chat that's right before Geocache Talk. Oh, cool. And 
So the hour before geocache talk, everyone's talking in North Dakota. Cool. <laughs> and then Is they're like, oh, the head Facebook of the geocaching. Yep. And oh. that's actually where I heard about geocache talk, too. Hmm. I'll come check that out. Tech magnets in that. Yeah. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> I'm a member yeah. of that group as well, even though I don't live in North Dakota. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I got special permission to join, so I'll have to come check out that chat. Shout out to yeah. North Dakota. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you guys. Yeah. Don't that's forget about us. Having a chat, and that's kind of active back and forth. Mm-hmm. How do you, uh, I think all of us, I know Sydney and Gary and I have all done social media. We've done several different platforms. How do you get people engaged, I guess? How do you get feedback and get people engaged and get that two-way dialogue going? I think the most important thing is to just be yourself. Don't do just because someone else has so many followers or so many likes. It's like whatever they're doing, you know, that's their thing. Be yourself. And then I like searching for new people to under the hashtag, the geocache or geocaching. And then just talking to people about their, if they post a long story on Instagram or they ask a question on Twitter, you know, answer them. It, they took time to write that and they're curious to see what you have to say. I mean, you don't have to do it to everybody because there's a lot of people out there, but if something interests you, I mean, take the time and just talk back to them. So if somebody's getting started on social media. That's, that's what you're telling them to do is just reach out and talk to somebody and be real on it. Mm-hmm. Post some pictures and hashtag them. I think I didn't realize the whole hashtag thing when I started that you hashtag, that's how like people search for the pictures and that's how you can connect with people. And then you can tag people too, if they're in the picture. So in case anybody doesn't know what hashtagging is, <laughs> I don't know what that sign is called. That little <laughs> number sign. The pound <laughs> sign or whatever, right? The number sign, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I was at the, shh, look at that. Got the symbol. <laughs> we learn something new every week. So hashtag. <laughs> so is that is that just a symbol for searching on there to just make it easier to search like hashtag geocaching? Mm-hmm. That and all that's they, for pretty much. I think so. I'm not sure. And then I know you can do the at sign at and then geo if you start that. I know that's why I have you know at geojangi and then you have the geocache talk. So. If you want to start there, I mean, it kind of pops out. You can see who geocaches or not. They have people that just pop up if you're searching for people to follow. That's, there's, it's like a whole new <laughs> – there's a bunch of hashtags going off in the chat room now. So. <laughs> see what you did? <laughs> We're only just a hashtag. No word after it. Just a bunch <laughs> of hashtags. Just a hashtag. And hashtag geocaching. That's, that's in there too. Yeah, Dave, um, Dave Mills did multiple <laughs> hashtags. So what's the biggest, and you mentioned a couple of them already, but what's the biggest thing or biggest reason for geocachers to get on social media? I just like the community that you find. I live in the corner of North Dakota. I don't have a lot of events around me. I can probably count on my hands and toes, my fingers and toes, how many geocachers I've actually met in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've not met very many geocachers, which is partially my fault. I should maybe travel further to events. But um, so going on social media is a way for me to meet new people and talk to them and see what they're doing, come up with new ideas, um, not annoy my husband because he hears enough about geocaching <laughs> as it is. So. 
I know for us, it's it's definitely helped. We have a lot of geocachers around us. We're only about an hour from Denver, but we travel a good bit. And almost always, we've talked to somebody on social media about geocaching before we get there. So it's it's always like we kind of know somebody in the area. So that's definitely helped us, mm-hmm. you know, be more comfortable when we show up at an event in another state or something to know people. Yeah. I think that's a, mm-hmm. a big benefit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned you know, meeting people on, on social media before you go somewhere. That's always something I like to do is if I know I'm going to a new place, maybe I'll see if they have a, a Facebook group or, or something like that and see, maybe post on there, ask people, you know, what's a good place to go geocaching in the area and things like that. There's a lot of great Facebook groups for like local organizations. I know I'm in a couple um, and they're always posted about, you know, people getting their milestones or they found this cool cache or there's this event coming up. So that's a good way to figure out what's going on in your area and to meet some, some people. Mm-hmm. So let's see, speaking of, of events, see that segue. That was a good one. Wasn't yeah, that? I, I like that, that was masterful. <laughs> that was amazing. Right into it. How, how can we use social media uh, with geocaching events? Do you have any ideas? Well, taking pictures, I think, maybe the obvious one. And then if you're hosting the event, you could use like a special hashtag. So then everyone at that event could see those pictures. I know people do that at weddings and they come up with funky little sayings. But you can uh-huh. do that for your event. And then just getting the hype up, you know. Ah, come to our event and sharing the news, I think. And then just the idea of having an event. We had an Instagrammer that I had met, Emily Renee, she was coming through the area and she's like, hey, let's have an event and we'll meet up and we had pizza. So it was a great reason to have an event. We don't have very many over here. So it's fun to meet some new people. That's very cool. Just getting to meet somebody that you would have no way of meeting otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny. That's how I met uh, Gary and Jesse. It is. That's right. (laughs) At an event. Yep. Or probably uh, social media ahead of that, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was. uh, So it was was the podcast, I believe, and and Twitter also. Uh, And then we all met in Denver last year. Yeah. It's it's funny how that worked out, huh? We just tricked her. We're like, hey, come to this location. Nobody will be there. Don't worry about (laughs) it. Come to this random van. There's only like 5,000 people there. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. First event that I I got, uh, first time I met Sydney, we were at the... um, at the brewery. Um, I met Jesse that day too. It was funny. Glenn and Rogue that day with her. Yeah, I I recognized Jesse at the brewery thing, and I walk up to him, and he's like, "Do I know you? You you look really familiar." And I was like, "Yeah, probably from Twitter or whatever." And he's like, "Oh yeah." And then it was. I was in complete overload. I was helping host that event, so in in fairness, I was absolutely my brain was absolutely fried that day. And it's it's funny to see people in person that you've been talking to on social media, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's you!" Right? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty, but but yeah, that's this whole show came about, I guess, because we all met on social media and then at geocaching events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fairly I, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's. Are you? Would you say for like for social media? Are you? Do you think Angie, you ever want to? Do a, you know, 
But we were talking about going, you know, you have travel ways to get the virtual catch. Do you think you want to try to do more events nearby and just see who shows up or? In like my area? Yeah, your little town, see who can, you know. I have done events. I, I've done two this year. I think I'm the only one who's ever hosted one in my town. Okay. So. Did anybody show up? Because <laughs> yep, I mean, you I know. Five, the first one that I did, I had almost 20 people show up. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I was nice. really excited. And then it's kind of trickled down a little bit. I know it's just a long drive for mm-hmm. most people. Host a CEDO. They'll show up. Yeah. People have to get those, went, those icons, right? <laughs> I drove down to one this year. And there was like five people that showed up, so. Hey, that's five people. You get to hang out with five geocachers. That sounds fun to me. I got to meet Tick tick Magnet at that one. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) We have a weekly event here that's a coffee event, and sometimes there's only three of us. Sometimes there's, you know, a dozen. But uh, each each time, it's still just getting to hang out and talk about geocaching, so it's it's not a bad bad deal. And it's free. Events are free, so that's Mm -hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And there's no maintenance yeah. afterwards, which is even better. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And what's the worst thing? I mean, you get a smiley. You get another find. Even if <laughs> even nobody if shows horrible. up, you're good to go. That's you right. <laughs> I'm secretly hoping that happens one day just because I, 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 I just want that to happen. Like I host an event and nobody shows up but me. <laughs> you can you can't do it around here. We've done them at midnight. We've done them in the middle of lakes. We've done them everywhere, and somebody always shows up. You <laughs> cannot make somebody not show up here. So you need to go really remote. Yeah, a five-five event. We talked about, about, about one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't we find out recently, Jesse? That's like we we got a lot of frowns when we talked about our our. 5-5 five, five event idea. They're all like, mm, 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 I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, because it's not supposed to be difficult to find. You're supposed to tell them where it is. So the terrain can be a 5 easily. But the difficulty, according to some, should never be more than a 1. It needs so. to be up in a tree, maybe. Y'all need ladders. <laughs> Still just terrain, <laughs> though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. all on the terrain side, yeah. Yep, so. yep. That would be hilarious. Now <laughs> we'll tell you there's always at least about 100-something worldwide that are about two and a half difficulty or more hmm. so at any given time. So hmm. that's kind of a flexible rule, I think. Yeah. Interesting. I still liked our idea of the island with the fence around it, and you had to solve the puzzle to figure out how to get into the – because you, you give them the coordinates. The coordinates are right here. The fact is you can't get to it unless you solve the puzzle to get to it. Yeah, I had, the opinion I heard was that's still terrain, and I'm not going to mention which of my local uh, reviewers I bugged about it, but I could just tell from the email, you know, he just slapped his head. He's like, right. oh, oh. again? What is going yeah. on? <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't email me again. Right. But what if I did this? <laughs> what, if, what if we changed this a little bit? We made it a five. So if you're hosting your event up there, I wouldn't recommend a five-five event. You might get some flack for that. So. Good to know. <laughs> Or just go for it either way. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I'll message it's fun too. Or... Just change it after it's reviewed. It's no big deal. I've always wondered that. Wow. You know, I haven't done don't it. Don't do that. But... <laughs> oh, get gosh. blocked. Yeah, uh, we're going to get all kinds of hate mail. All hate mail goes to <laughs> Shermanator18. And... <laughs> That's not my email address. <laughs> just the hate mail goes there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow, we have gone off the rails today. It's <laughs> good. We got to get back on, or we'll never finish it. Good Bring stuff. Back. How could we get geocachers more interested in social media? We kind of already touched question. on this a little. Yeah. I think that's the question because I've looked. I had a quiz that I had at one of my events about which account has the most likes or follows for geocaching HQ, and you know it's really not that many compared to big other things in the world. <laughs> and I was surprised by that because there's they say there's over 3 million active geocachers, right? And Something like that, yeah. There's yeah. really not. I don't think there's as big of a group online. Or, you know, they don't stick around maybe too. You know, they get on and they don't know what to do, make accounts and then they leave. So I'm not sure. I think maybe hosting some type of event where you just talk about social media Mm, that's you know, good some, idea. We were talking about that before the show. There's education workshops that people talk about how to mm. use social media and Instagram and all that. So like a social media 101 geocaching event. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a pretty cool idea. That's cool I idea. think so. Yeah. I like that a lot. Which goes perfect into kind of the pros and cons of geocaching on social media we kind of made yeah. a little list of some of it um any pros or cons i guess we got a couple of them here what what jumps mm-hmm. out at you i think staying up to date on things would be my favorite thing you know those promotions for the tree free trackables or you hear about news stories that one was going around a while about the geocachers finding a lady that had was in a ditch or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, just those news stories that are kind of uplifting and shed a good vibe on geocaching. I think that's good too. The every trackable promotion that I've ever gotten, it's because it's not because of the official email that came out. It's usually Joshua that jumps on and goes, mm-hmm. Hey everybody, there's a trackable yeah. promotion right now and, and you race on there to you know, to sign mm-hmm. yourself up real quick. But that's if you wait until the email came out, they're all gone by then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joshua and then the Geo Junkie, I think they do the best job. At, if you want to stay up to date, they're mm-hmm. always, they write blog posts or they do videos and they just give you new challenges of the month. They're all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Fun right. little games to play. Sarah's yeah. awesome. She writes such great. And if you, I know some people are like, well, I don't read blogs. All right. If you're going to listen to this show, there's a requirement. The requirement is you have to go to the geocachingjunkie.com and you need to read just one. That's all I'm requiring you to do. You have that's the to homework read. for the night? That's, that's the homework. That's the, your assignment. You cannot. No, I'm kidding. But you, you should do that. <laughs> one blog post. I don't think post, we can require people to do homework. I guess homework. we can't. I guess we can't. We just did. We Gary did. just did. What are you talking about? You have to. It's already happened. <laughs> Because they're they really are they really I, I'm not a big blog reader, but when I get like you said Angie with somebody who is really good in in reading your posts or reading Sarah's or or different people's um, that are just great. I mean, the one that um, Sir Drumalot wrote that's on our page. It's they're not mm-hmm. long. I mean, I, I I like the fact that um, I mean they're not. Not book size. It's not like you're gonna sit down and read a book, which is a whole other story and a whole other show. But you, 
reading a blog post, I think, is really cool. And in writing blog posts, I think we need more geocachers to write quality blog posts, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about cons of social media and geocaching? Well, if you don't want to see spoilers, you definitely don't want to go on certain platforms. But at the same time, a lot of the time people don't use GC codes or names or, you know, people are all over the world posting pictures. The chances are that you're actually going to find that geocache. I'm not sure how likely it'll be. But if you have all your friends, like you go to an event and you add everybody on social media that's there and they post pictures about the geocaches they find, I don't know if you'll like that or not, but hopefully they add a story like while they were there, maybe something happened or something like that. Yeah, I've I've never spoiled a geocache and I look at a lot of social media. I've, I've never been like, oh, I finally found this one and now it's all completely ruined. Mm-hmm. That's never happened maybe. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Any other cons? Well, when people leave those nasty comments or <laughs> just uncomfortable comments, you know, it's like, I usually, you could just block them though, you know, if it's really that bad, you can block them. Or I don't know why you're on social media if you're going to go around leaving not the nicest things. So that's why they're on there, Angie, unfortunately. There's there to be. I know. There's, I've seen accounts on Instagram where they just Terrible. smash geocaches. There's just videos. Uh-oh. It's like, why do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Just stay away from me. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, and, you know, if you've ever been into the discussion boards on geocaching.com, um, you know <laughs> exactly what we're talking about. If you haven't, don't go there. Don't, don't. <laughs> if you have, Unless you, you know exactly laugh. what it's like. Yeah. 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 It's, and the problem is with social media and Facebook and all those groups and everything, you can 80% at least of the stuff is great people saying great things and being helpful. And, and there's just some groups that want to have a problem with everything. They mm-hmm. they don't like what you do and you have to just push that aside. And if you're getting into social media, know that there's going to be people just like anywhere on the internet and you have to just mm-hmm. get rid of that and meet all the nice people on there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. So how has your, you did a Periscope recently. Uh, I watched that. That was very good. Um, but how, uh, it's tough though. I mean, I, I, you did a great job, but it's tough to try to juggle <laughs> people on the Periscope, you trying to do something, whatever it happens to be trying to communicate, you know, try to talk to them. You can't really, you know, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough to juggle Periscope. I'm, I know that, uh, Craig, uh, you know, um, the, the Aussie geocacher does such a great job. He does like one a day. It's, mm-hmm. he does a great job at it. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, but that's something I think that we need more of. Uh, I know, uh, Scott, Scott Burks gets on there. He was on there today doing a, uh, five, five FTF. And, uh, you know, it's, it's neat, but <clears throat> I'd like to, you know, I wish I did. I probably should do more. Maybe I'll do one tomorrow when we're out at that new virtual. But uh, yeah. Jesse, Jesse's done some. Um, I don't know, Sydney. You you're not really much of a periscoper. I tried it for a while. I just don't do cool enough stuff. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's true. I liked when you went to the cache that your very first geocache. That was cool. Yeah, that was fun. 
Yeah. Um, but it's like I, I like go out on my lunch break and find like a mm-hmm. parking grab or two, and that's not exciting. But oh. that's all I have time for on my lunch break, <laughs> and I'm like in my work clothes, and you so like, it's like Johnny Cash. He does that. Yeah. I, I tried the whole video thing. It's just so much work. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. Well, it is, and there's so many platforms too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you start doing Twitter, and then you're like, "Oh, I haven't been on Instagram for a while," and then, "Oh, I haven't done anything on Facebook," and oh, "I haven't Periscoped or YouTubed," or <laughs> so it yeah. gets. It does get overwhelming. It, I think. It, mm-hmm. I think there's something that we talked about, or Angie mentioned at the beginning was also pick pick your pick one that you enjoy and just do that one. Like if you're mm-hmm. love Twitter, just do Twitter and forget about all the other ones except for except for podcasts those you can't forget about <laughs> that's right <laughs> but i mean those are exempted those are exempt you have to do podcasts that's just a that's st- right standard i mean how else are you going to know what's going on in the geocache world without, without geocache talk of course. uh but are, are you are you planning to do more podcast or periscope or or what do you what, do you, what is your thought about periscope i think periscope's a cool behind the scenes kind of thing like, especially for, like, Geo Paul, he goes on there a lot, too. Instead of having to, I'm sure it takes a long time to make a video that you have to edit and put music behind and all that. I wouldn't even know where to start on that. So Periscope, I mean, anyone could do it. You just push the button and it goes. And, yeah. you know, it's okay if it's not that good because people don't have to watch it, you know. Right. And it's just a different, fun way to share what you're doing and... That kind of thing. I agree. That's neat. It's, Gary, it's kind of spontaneous being, too, which is fun. Gary's being called out by oh his God. wife. Ah, yeah. oh, you beat me to it, Sydney. <laughs> what, what is she saying now to me? <laughs> she says that she doesn't like when you periscope and want her to be in it all That's of a sudden because she has to be prepared. And yeah, I don't, I, I, she's calling you out in the chat room. She is. And it, what's bad is I, I stopped doing it, by the way, but. I would just That's why Gary doesn't periscope anymore. <laughs> no, no. Well, as we'd be at a cache or, and all of a sudden I'd be like, start periscoping. She's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm not ready for all this. I mean, I just to break, I break into a periscope and she's like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Do it somewhere else. That's like, like periscope etiquette rule. Number one, <laughs> let people know you're periscoping. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't include people around you unless you, unless you announce that you're about to periscope. I'm about to periscope right now. Be prepared. <laughs> You guys got to be on the same social media page. Like, do. she doesn't want to do the Periscope, but you want to do the Periscope? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one mm-hmm. I do tomorrow, probably, when I'm doing the virtual, I will. What's up, Susan? Slinky Mom will Gary be there. Gary wants to Periscope tomorrow. But she will. <laughs> you're not going to see oh. her on Periscope. Gary, Listen. what's Periscope rule number two? What is Periscope? You violated it. Did I violate it? Don't tell people no, you're about the Periscope. <laughs> In what? Texas. What is it? <laughs> We went to a cache and we didn't read oh, the yeah. cache page first and we jumped on Periscope. <laughs> we jumped on Periscope. It took us like 30 oh. minutes to find it. Spent 30 minutes of of searching for a cache so we didn't read the cache description. We had several people on that day. I mean, Scott Brooks was on there helping did, us. We wouldn't have found it otherwise. No, and your wife helped us on Periscope. <laughs> so, and made fun of me for a long time after, so it right. works out well. <laughs> but But she was right. She's like, you didn't read the cache description, guys, did you? And like, no, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, called us out on that one. He did. <laughs> oh my. Oops. <coughs> oh well. 
Well, here's a tip for Periscope. Find the cache first. Make sure oh. you know where it is. And not, then Periscope. It's not fresh, though. What fun is that? It's not spontaneous. It's not spontaneous. Yeah, but then what if you don't find it? That's part of the, oh. part of the, it's part of the greatness, I think, of it. That's okay. You can DNF caches, too. It happens. Yeah. I've watched DNF Periscopes. <laughs> right. They're a little longer, I think. Right. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. I've DNF'd on Periscope. It happens. All right. Well, we're we're coming to the end of the show. Um, uh, Angie, I'm going to come to you last. So, Sydney, let's start with you. What are your final thoughts? Um. Well, I think for me, the whole blog thing just didn't didn't work out. I'm not a great writer. Um. Some people love to write. That's great. Start a blog if you love to write. Um. I'm more into the the Twitters, you know. Um, we do the the US Geocaching Hour every Monday. We just get together, people all over the world, actually, not mm-hmm. just people just in the US. We have other people that join us too, and we just talk about what's going on this week and ask a bunch of questions. And this week, we actually have a special guest host. Cool. So I'd like to see some of you guys on Twitter tomorrow night. We're for the U.S. Geocaching Hour. Almost every Monday we're on there at 8 p.m. our time, which is central, but translate it into whatever time. To Jesse Jess, time. Jesse time 7. 7 p.m. Jesse time. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> yes. So you do a great job. In fact, she hosts the U.S. Geocaching Hour once I in a am. while. I am. So. I'm one of the hosts on U.S. Geocaching Hour. See, it's perfect. It's awesome. Very fast. Yes, it is fast. crazy. Let me tell you. Especially if you're hosting... And there's just like all these tweets coming in and you have to like respond to people. So, but it's Tweet gotten, deck is the only way to do that. Tweet deck true. is your friend. Yeah. It makes it very, very helpful. Uh, Jesse, what are your, what are your final thoughts on this? Um, social media is interesting. It's, it's a good addition to geocaching. Um, and the fact that you can get more information. Personally, I have a love hate relationship as retired law enforcement with it. So there's some days that I absolutely hate social media. And then there's some days when I know I'm going to be traveling or I'm trying to reach out to, you know, the, the bigger community that we've all kind of established in geocaching that I just love it. I don't see any other way to, to meet people before you travel and, and have an idea of friends that you're going to meet in person. Finally, that you've been talking you know, about geocaching with and anywhere, you know? Uh, so it can, it can get overwhelming. So I would tell people if they're new to social media, like Gary said, just pick one, play with it for a while and see if you feel comfortable with it. If that matches your style of geocaching and, and social media and you'll meet people, you'll comment and meet people and everything else, but you don't have to do every single one. Like some of us try to do sometimes, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, I don't think there's another tool out there that can be used as powerful as, as social media for meeting people around the world and geocaching. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good very good uh angie um final thoughts and then also um tell us kind of where you we can find you on social media well, i think i have a lot of the same views as jesse i think it's great i mean might as well try it if you don't like it you can just delete your account you know there's a lot out there to see and learn um i've gotten a lot of really cool ideas and inspiration from what other people post you can find me on most things with at Geojanji. <laughs> and 
Yeah, my blog is geocachingjanji.com. And I try to post on there two to four times a month. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Yep. When Geo inspiration G strikes. Geojanji with a J. That's part of your yep. husband's name, right? Yep. John and Angie. John and Angie. Tangie. That's awesome. <laughs> Classic. That's great. Yes. Uh, someday you have to, if you ever had to change it, you could put your, your daughter's, slip your daughter's name in there somewhere too, but it doesn't always fit. Yeah. We have some friends who are, they're ARKS, A-R-K-S, and so it's one letter for each of their first names for their, mm -hmm. them and their, their kids. So kind of neat. So that's, that's awesome. Yes. Um, well, uh, coming up on the show next, next, uh, Sunday, uh, show 66, we're going to have on, should be very interesting. We're having fuzzy B on the show to talk about, uh, uh one cash. Well, we'll talk about him. It's just geocaching too, but mostly talking about this one cash that people, Hmm. A lot of people have heard about called mother's challenge and it's had three fines. The third one was recently and over 400 DNFs. So be a good, uh, good evening to talk about, uh, that next week, uh, week after, uh, show 67, we're going to have on Dan Hunsick. He's going to talk about his game. We were talking about table games before the show, but it's called cash me if you can game it's been out for a while now but i think uh we need to revisit for us it'll be the first time to talk about it but for some people to revisit the idea of playing a tabletop geocaching board game so that'll be kind of cool and then in three weeks we're going to have on shanice jordan uh she was sierra in treasure uh and so it'll be fascinating because she's like a crazy character without giving away anything in the movie but as i mentioned before she you kind of like it at the beginning, you hate it in the middle, and then you like it at the end. So that's all I'm going to tell you about that. But she's going to be on, and we'll have a good time talking about treasure again and um, uh, just the whole hear her perspective on the movie, and and uh, that'll be fun. So, Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, see social media, at geocachetalk. Or mine is at Gary Slinkard. Jesse is at Memphis underscore Mafia. Sydney is at Shriminator GC. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, other places as well. And you can always find it on Geocache Talk website, geocachetalk.com. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week. Don't just talk about geocaching. You need to go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night. everyone. Bye.